everybody and welcome to wake up with baseball in new york here live for the next two hours from 8 30 to 10 30 along with your host jim and mac here on july 18 2020 mac how are you today doing okay jim out there again working all night last night a little tired but i uh, got up early made some contacts we got some potential exciting guests coming up next week or in the next two weeks um and uh a lot of interesting stuff we're going to be talking about. We've got some notes here that we're going to be going over. Uh, some very interesting stuff, including, I guess, predictions. So I'm ready to go when you are. Well, you are the epitome of the phrase, you'll sleep when you're dead. <laughs> there you go. That's a- 100% you. I don't care what anybody else says because I don't my know. Da- my dad always said that. You got plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. So there you go. That's That's interesting. So you got any... Before we get into all the baseball, tell everyone what it was. I normally I was just say, well, what's your plans today? But I, I guess your plans today is to sleep, is to go to work. Go to yeah, work. I got to go to work right after the show, and then I'll be back around uh, 10, 11 o'clock tonight. And then uh, hopefully uh, some of these guests that, that want to come on, that are interested in coming on, I can book them, and we'll keep bringing the, the viewers and the listeners uh, a bunch of great guests. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us who you got lined up for besides our insiders for next week while we get everything set up today and uh, wait on the arrival of Maddie Ice. Give a give right. a preview. Well, we got we got former middleweight, light heavyweight champ Roy Jones, and he's training a heavyweight uh, boxer right now, uh, Eugene Hill. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. We also got Lance Meadows from. Uh, from Giants Football, WFAN host. He's also on Sirius. Uh, he's on uh, Big Blue Kickoff. He hosts all these shows, and he's generous enough to give us some time right after the Roy Jones uh, fight. I uh, also have a uh, Twitter page that's called Bring On The Sports. Uh, we're working on getting them on this week, maybe looking for Monday. We're going to see if we can do that. And uh, they write a great Twitter page about sports, uh, and, and it'll be very interesting to have them on. I'm also talking to the great Pepper Johnson and seeing if we can line him up too. So, so that's some of the some of the things that I'm working on right now, Jim. And hopefully, uh, we can get them all on the show. What is Pepper doing nowadays? Just I'm not really sure. I just I just I just uh, talked to him today. He's very busy uh, with bookings and stuff like that. Of course, he's one of the famous middle linebackers of the Giants. And, was in Super Bowl 90, filled in for the great Harry Carson after Harry Carson retired, was a hell of a football player, great middle linebacker, very popular with the Giant fans. Uh, so we're working on him and, and some other Giants, and because of our you know, our interview with Byron Williams, the great uh, wide receiver of the Giants when they were building, uh, you know, you get to talk to people and, and see what we can line up. Absolutely, absolutely. So – we're ready to go here today. We'll get started. We'll say good morning to the people who have, uh, who are here. Alex, Justin, uh, Justin's rooting for the Yankees and the White Sox this year. That's a little weird. Matt is working on some technical difficulties in Florida. Never know. Gator might have ate his cord. <laughs> Florida's tough, man. Florida, you got the Gators, you got Swampland, you got the rain. It's humid. Snake, you know. lizard. Yeah. Got, yeah. Uh, 
you know, still got sharks like everybody else. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the zoos, there's always an animal taken off from the zoo and they're chasing them down Main Street, you know, so. And cruise, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, and uh, Alex is excited baseball returns. So I'm going to miss yeah. tonight's baseball game. I mean, I could put, I can, uh, you know, I can put the wife on hold for, you know, regular season games, but pr spring games, I got to, you know, we're going to see her family. I got to go. I mean, there's yeah. I got to pick and choose when you're going to pull your weight. Probably. Does your family does your family have TV? I mean, are they fans? We don't haven't seen them because of the virus. I can't go in there and you know it's <laughs> game. You know, <clears throat> so Steve says good morning too. Yeah, good morning to all the people that tune in uh, almost every day. We are lucky to have you guys to, that to support us, and then hopefully we'll try to keep bringing you some uh, great, yeah, great stuff. So let me start off with the first story of the day, which, by the way, is is I felt like I had a jump on something, and I'm surprised this didn't get any traction. So we'll bring Maddie in, but as we talk about this, there he is. He's got good morning, his. Matt. So oh, good morning, good morning. So I thought I had a break on a story, and I seem to not be getting any traction on it, and I don't understand why. So. <laughs> About two months ago, I was just, you know, going around friending a lot of fellow Met Yankee fans, whatever. And I got someone on my page. I'm not going to give out the name, but it was Michael something. The last name did not match a baseball player's name. Let's just put it that way. And then I noticed over a month, a month and a half, that the person would constantly post things on Facebook as if they're an actual player. You know, like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Oh, we were on a phone call with the MLPA today talking about this, whatever. So I started reaching out to some of the people who comment on the, his posts privately to find out who is this guy. And then someone told me, oh, it's Michael Conforto. He just uses a different last name because he doesn't want to be on Facebook. So, all right. So whatever. So. Uh, was today? today's Saturday. So Wednesday or Thursday night, I want to say Thursday night, a post comes up on Facebook from this said person and says, basically, and I wish I would have screenshotted it, but I wasn't on my phone. Oh. I wasn't in position. He says, um, basically, seem to be in trouble now, have to go see Brody in his office. We'll see what happens. So, all right. So a couple people responded what you know to it say what happened what happened and then another post he replied and said well somebody tried to talk shit on the team got into a big fight everybody was watching it he got the first few punches in like a sucker and then i pulled the shirt over his head and beat the crap out of him and he wrote conforto one stroman zero wow. and then said something about there'll be no more n-words in the locker room or people being called white boys that's what it said okay so I have no idea. So then I commented. Now that I know, you know, I just wrote, dude, we don't need you guys fighting. We need you guys winning games. And then I right. got blocked off the page. Needless <laughs> <laughs> to say, I'm no longer on the page. So anyway, so I went to, I reached out to a few people that I had reached to in the past that said, are you sure this is him? Because that doesn't seem like, you know, players usually keep things in the locker room. You know, I said, are you absolutely sure? And he said, yeah, it's him. He sometimes has a problem with being outspoken. 
Now, nobody else must know this is Michael Cafordo, and I'm not going to give out the last name of the account and have his account blown up, but I went on to Twitter and I tagged all the Mets insider people and the WFAM people and said, have you guys heard anything about this? Can you look into it? And nobody responded. So yeah. nobody looked into it or else I'm just not, you know, big enough to be considered. <laughs> but I feel like there's something there. Some kind of sporting news that there was a fight, but I can't get anyone with a lot more pull than me in the business to try to go and look into it and confirm it. Because <clears throat> according to the post, a lot of people were there. Like he said, oh, this guy saw it. This guy saw it. Jake was sitting there eating popcorn, which I assume he's. Assume you know, making a sarcastic, sarcastic reference to Jake DeGrom. And it's like, nobody wanted, nobody, like, I understand, you know, we're not WFN or anything, but you think I put that up. You think that Mike Puma or something, which is one of the guys I tagged would actually go and look into it. Right. I mean, this, this kind of thing might happen on a pretty regular basis in organizations and we never hear about it. You know, it, there's a lot of instances where guys, you know, it's all, you think with all 32 teams in the NFL, all the MLB teams, there's not a dozen fights a season or more between somebody that we don't hear about. You know, a lot of these organizers are like, wait a minute, look, we got to keep this in-house. We got to keep this quiet. We understand the backlash that's going to come from this if it gets out. And they know how ugly it can be. Like if, if Marcus Stroman gets accused of using derogatories, you know, if well, that's, Stroman, why, or that's why I want to know more about it, because. The post, the final line of the post by the said Conforto Facebook page, which, by the way, I don't have. I've never had him admit that to me. I'm just telling you what other people told me. It made it seem like it had something to do with kind of everything going on. So I wanted to kind of figure out what, you know, what goes on at. I mean, Stroman is a very, as you all know, outspoken person. I mean, Mac, you were just mm -hmm. telling me before we even got on the air that, he wants to fight a NASCAR driver who made a derogatory statement. So Stroman is very outgoing. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I mean, listen, I mean, these things happen. You've heard about, you know, it, but they normally come out later. You heard about T.O. getting in fights with a couple of uh, a linebacker from the Eagles or, and stuff like that. But, I mean, to actually pull somebody's shirt over a head and, and to beat on one of your best pitchers, I don't even know if he would be around anymore if he did something like that. I well, mean, no, he even, said he got hit first. This is what I'm saying. He said he pulled his shirt over. Like how hockey people fight. Maybe that gives yeah. them an advantage. You lock their arms up and you hit them. He said I mean, he got called into the office and told well, him. Ford is just as big a star as Strowman. They're not going to start a starting pitcher on a team like that. I mean, I know the pecking order, Jim. There is no way that if being a GM, I don't care if he's, you know, the best second baseman in the league. We can replace that guy. You ain't replacing a starting pitcher like that. Right. If he really beat the hell out of this guy, like he said. Well, he I said don't he know. a fight. He didn't say. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he said he, he he pulled up his shirt and all that stuff. So, yeah. so, I mean, if that did happen, if he did do something with uh, Stroman, I mean, he would be in a world of trouble. So, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 that's where I, I disagree with you. I think Conforto's been there a long time, and he'll be there next year. Stroman's not guaranteed. I don't think Conforto, I think, has pullover Stroman on the Mets. Could you imagine if Stroman got hurt this year from a fight? What would happen to the Mets? Wow. I mean, well, seriously. I got what you're saying. I'm just – and I got to clarify, Alex. The Mets did not deny that this happened because 
I don't, we're not at that level with the Mets yet. Like we are the Yankees where I can ask them for a comment. Um, I'm just telling you that all the Met insiders on Twitter who I mentioned this story to, nobody decided they wanted to look into it. So either, either they did that because they feel there's nothing there or because I'm not a big enough source to, for them to spend time on at this point in time to go and look for things, whatever it may be. But it seemed to die with that post, you know, but it must have been it must add some kind of truth to it for me to come in and say that the teammates shouldn't be fighting when we're trying to win games and me to get blocked off the page off of his page. I mean, you know, before, before right away before before he even responded. So I don't know. I feel there's something there. You know, Stroman has had a terrible spring before the break. He's been terrible since they've come back. There's stories about he's struggling. Maybe it has something to do with the chemistry. Maybe there's something off we don't see. I mean, who knows? But, you know, that to me, there's something there. And I'm just surprised that, you know, I'm going to remember you, Mike Puma, and you other guys. If when we get big enough, and you want to talk to me, I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, you blew me off when you act like I was a nobody. When I tried to give you, I basically gave you the lead on what's potentially a very big breaking story. I mean, they have the insert, the sources to go in and dig and find out. And someone right. would have spoke. There's always a chirping bird if people saw it. And they would have found out and they could have broke this story. Their story would have, you know, they could have. They, I would appreciate if they would have mentioned that it came from me, but they could have broken the story and had an article on it and would have made the papers. And they, you know, so there's a chance for them to break a story and to not even give it its due unless maybe they did. Maybe they did go give it its due and didn't find anything or maybe whoever was just blowing smoke. But the people who I asked privately who've been friends with that account for a while are almost you basically guaranteed me that's account. That's who it was. That's who account it was. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm just saying is that there's potentially some turmoil, which is the last thing we need right now in the, you know, in the Mets organization for sure. Especially with the transfer of ownership and with all the, everything going on, they're going to have to really tighten it up because the Mets need to be focused being in the division they're in on baseball yeah. and not other nonsense. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of, we have, I didn't add this into the link, but it came out last night pretty late. I don't know if you saw, but I uh, look like De, uh, Domingo Herman, the Yankees young, very good pitcher retired. <laughs> I mean, now I'm not blowing it out of proportion like everybody else. He put a picture on Instagram and he said something in Spanish that equated to I left baseball as if he's giving it up. Now, the Yankees wouldn't comment, which is no shock, and everybody's taking it as he left. Now, maybe he did, but I see everyone on Facebook talking about how, you know, he's leaving, he's gone. Why would he retire at 27? We know he can't play this year. But on the flip side, I look at it as, all right, maybe today that's how he's feeling, but he's not playing for a year anyway, so let's see if he feels that way in February, you know, when it's time to go to spring training. I mean, did you? Max Shake, said, did you saw that post about Yeah, that? yeah, I saw it. I mean, come on. I mean, he's of course he's frustrated. He got suspended. He's in trouble. I mean, he's probably just, you know, that's like when you go to try to mow your lawn and the lawnmower won't work it. You're like, you know, the heck with it. I'm not going to mow the lawn forever, man. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just somebody, somebody that sounds frustrated in the position he's in. I wouldn't hold a lot of weight to it. And like you said, I would just wait to see what happens a year later when he's eligible to play again. Matt? 
anything. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to disagree. You're looking at a guy who who actually pre- played pretty well, you know, coming in. He surprised a lot of people. And he's making $550,000, so it's not like he's got – I mean, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like he's super incentivized to stay and do – he could go back uh, – what's he from? Cuba? Where did he come from? Dominican I can't remember. Republic? The Dominican Republic. That's right. He can go back to the Dominican Republic and play baseball. Like if he retires from the MLB now, he can go play baseball professionally in the Dominican Republic and throughout the Caribbean, which is just as big of a circuit worldwide as basically MLB, you know? So he has other options. He can he can go make half a million dollars in the Dominican Republic. Same thing he's making with the Yankees as far as his salary is concerned. So it might be just a money play to where he can play baseball because if he's on the MLB contract with the Yankees, he can't go play baseball professionally in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, right. I mean, he could play in the Winter League, I guess, with permission. Yeah. Um, you know, because I know some Mets plan to go play in the Winter League yeah. um, in Puerto Rico. So I don't know what the status is there. If he did retire, though, if he was done, that's a blow to the Yankees for someone you yeah. have back. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In yeah to some year. extent. I mean, remember, if you didn't have him and you already have Paxton's going to be a free agent and Tanaka's going to be a free agent, I mean, you know, right off the bat, that's just another loss right there. I mean. Yeah, we, we could always pick up Strowman. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we can bring him and Conforto on a package deal. and we can watch <laughs> There you go. Well, Alex says this the last thing the Mets need in is before his team drama. Uh, Tyrone says it's not a story you want out. Well, technically it's not out because I can't get anyone to dig into it and pick it up. So it, it died with the big guy sports. <laughs> so luckily for them, you know, that we don't have the pull that Mike Puma has or the Daily News or else I'd have, I'd have the star covering it right now. It'd be everywhere. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I should have took some pictures, but I – Working yeah. on the computer. Uh, Alex says, I think Domingo's upset by the fact that he can't play this year. Well, you know, Alex, he didn't he beat his girlfriend or his wife or something? I mean, domestic yeah. abuse is serious. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's got to, you know, what yes. he's got to sit out a year. I mean, it's, he, should, he should just mentally think like he had Tommy John surgery or something, you know. I mean, so moving on, because I agree with you guys. I don't think, I think this is just like frustration. I think September you'll see him in camp. Once the Yankees get their hook in him, you know, you mention a little dollar signs to the guy. You tell him, listen, Herman, you pitch a couple more years really good. You could get like $50, $60 million. It's a lot more than $550,000, and he'll be back. So did you see this fake crowd noise? Did you watch any of the practices oh, yet? So this is so bad. Like, please. Sounds just, awful. Just – let it be. It's so bad that I, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's almost as bad as the cardboard cutouts, which was another thing we'll get to later. And you can explain to me how the Mets sold 800 of those at $80 a piece. But anyway, or $86 a piece, but or 5000 or 8000 They sold a lot of them. I didn't realize there was such a demand for people to have their cardboard cutout in the stadium. But – the crowd noise thing just sounds awful. I mean, it's like one constant looping sound. Like, do we really need that in baseball? They didn't variate it. No, it's terrible. Do we need that? Is that something we need? I mean, both are speechless. That's how bad it is. I mean, is that something we need? 
it's comical yeah, to a point, Mac, isn't it? It's, it's almost a little bit comical because you're like, is this out of a movie? Like they're putting cardboard cutouts in the stands. They're pumping crowd noise in. It's like we're trying to make a movie or something like that out here. It's it's it, just empty the stadium or fit who you can, socially distance in, all that stuff like that. Playing silent. Those guys would rather hear the back crack and have that horrible looping sound come through their ear all day long. They said it just gave them headaches. A lot of the guys were complaining, man, it just, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, crowds get quiet during a game. Like if the, yeah. like, also I worry about what it, I worry about what it represents as far as like favoritism at stadiums. Like, I mean, let's be honest with you, whether it's a Yankee or a Met game, if you go to a Yankee or Met game and the Yankees or Mets are at home and they fall behind six or seven runs, that quiet crowd gets dead silent. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. who it is. Yankees, Mets, they're both the same. You yell across the stadium like that. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to tell me that they all of a sudden they, they're down seven and you're just going to pump that crowd noise into the into the speakers and the cheering? I mean, yeah. and what if one stadium does it a lot more than the other? This should be outlawed. I mean, Mac, this should be. Hey, I love it, man. Do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little, little bit, just a little bit older than both of you, but they used to have the – the games that used to play at home, right? We used to set up – one was talking football. I love this game. And they would set up – you would set up your whole cardboard fan thing. You would have a disc, and you would pick a play, and you would pick a defense, on it, and you push it down in this little box, a little talking box, and it would – it would not only do the play, but the fan noise would be there too. Like this is when I was like 11 years old. It was great. So this is what this kind of reminds me of, you know. It's like a, a, a fake fan video slash board game, right? Like 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 everything's set up for, for, for you to do. Now, the one good thing about this, Jim, is that you actually have to hire people because I would imagine that when the other team gets up, you would have to have like a boo tape, a boo, you know, a boo disc. <laughs> Where somebody would get up and then you would bring up the booze, and then when he hit home run, you would bring up the cheering, and then there would be silence too, man. There would be silence and somebody yelling, Hey, you guys stink, stuff like that. I mean, this could be a, a real good job for somebody, could make a lot of money. And uh I think it's I think it's great. I mean, uh what's his name there? Smith? That Dominic, Dominic Smith. He doesn't like it. Yeah, he don't like don't it. Like so it, yeah. I you know what, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with too is that if there is no noise, you're going to hear what the coaches are saying, what the players are saying. Uh, you might give away something, I don't know, from the first base coach. You know, he may say, hey, listen, steal on this play, which I know they don't. But, you know, who knows? So, I mean, that would be kind of interesting if you mic'd up the players and stuff. But I don't know if you could control what they say. So well, I don't know if you've watched the soccer at all in the MLS tournament where there's no fans and you can hear everything being said. Quite a few F-bombs seem to come yes. back. Yeah, so, I mean, you would have to have, like, a, a rating on your TV, like adults, oh, no. yep, 17 through 18. You know, you you, ha you can only watch this game without parental supervision. I mean, there's a whole thing we can talk about here for about an hour on this, but I know you guys would not uh, be interested at all my thoughts on this. Well, I mean, no, it's not that at all. It's just that, like I said, I mean, I feel bad for the guy at, at ESPN who's, you know – in charge of trying to make sure when he thinks someone on soccer is going to drop the F bomb that he has to mute it out. Like he's got to be quick. Cause you don't know when it's coming. Yeah. They've only got, I think like a two second, one and a half second delay, two half second delay. Like you don't have any time at all to catch that. It's like, Oh, button, button, button. So I, I was weird. I watched a soccer game over in Europe. Um, Real Madrid was playing the other day and they, and you don't, all you hear, you hear them kicking the ball. You hear them talking to each other. You, everything like, 
the whistle sounds like they're right in your ear, you know? So my question would be, is the MLB going to be the one controlling the crowd noise? Or are they going to, is it going to be the teams at the stadium that run it? Is it going to be a, uh, a set team the MLB puts together that go to stadiums on game days and run it? Like Stop the favoritism. Like if it's the stadium doing it, like if you're in Minnesota and the Minnesota guy just wants to stand there hitting the button all day long, how do you, yeah. I mean, where, exactly. where do you, Draw the line. I mean, I for me, when I watch a game, yeah, the crowd's important. But to me, I get most excited listening to the announcers call the game. Yeah. You know, I don't – you know, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I'm watching the Mets take drills yesterday and Robinson Cano standing there in the on-deck circle and behind him is just a bunch of cardboard. Yeah, that's cool, right? Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 and the dumber part is, is that there's thousands of Met fans who paid for these. What is wrong with you people? We don't want the Will Ponds to think they can make money and keep the team lining their pockets. As for a refund, if they start thinking they can make money, the Fred and Jeff are going to sit down, and you know how these two think. They'd be like, "Wait a second, we just." Maybe we could keep the team. Maybe it won't be too bad if we have no fans for two years because we're selling 10,000 cutouts. You know what, Jim? What I really want to see? They should give bonus points if you can punch a hole in one of those cardboard cutouts with a home run or a fly or a line drive or something. <laughs> that would be great. And not only that, Matt, could they keep that ball? If the fan catches it with your face when the ball goes through it, they're going to make it the wrong ball. Yeah. What happens, what happens to the traumatized kid? whose father bought a cardboard cutout, is sitting at home watching the game, and a line drive goes into a part of the stands that are not netted off, and the ball takes off his head. Yes. <laughs> what happened to the little kid who just saw his dad's head pulled right off because he got his cardboard got hit with a 114-mile-an-hour line drive from Stanton? You there you know, go. Oh what happened? What what happens that to cardboard would, when it gets wet? What happens when it rains outside yeah, the first time yeah, these cardboard cutouts? When it rains, since I right. paid $86, do what they reprint it or I got to pay $86 again? It's not my fault it rains. It's true. Right. Well, you got you got to read the small print, Jim. Always read the small print when you make purchases. So, you know, I mean, listen, what happens if the cardboard doesn't look the way exactly like you want it to? You know, what happens if it starts fading in the sun? There's a lot of things here that we got to consider. You're a woman. What if it got your bad angle? And you're exactly. like, what that angle? Mm -hmm. Right. The other I mean, what, happen what happens if you're like Kim Kardashian cut out? You'd have to wait six weeks for her to make up it up and inject, right. the, inject the cheeks and shit before you can. Right. I mean, there's, there's a whole thing going on here, Jim, that we haven't even considered yet. I, mean, I imagine there's more angles to this. There is this is ridiculous. I, well, it's terrible. What next? Squirrels running out the baseballs? I mean, it's gonna be a, I mean, it's going to be funny because there's going to be times where like it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Somebody's going to blast a hole through one of those cardboard cutouts, and it's going to be hilarious. And I can't wait to see it. Honestly, ball. He says, Matt, send the ball. He said, if it hits the cardboard cutout, Matt, we should get the ball and send it to there the home. That's a good idea. Well, let me add. Well, just make sure when you get the ball. In the mail, you rub it down with some rubbing alcohol, clean it a little bit, you know, because you don't know what's on the ball. Well, yeah. um, well, Two baseball you. people touch the can't touch the ball. Who knows how many hands touched it before it got to you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, uh, there was another point that was just brought up by one of the listeners. What happens when they hit the fireworks and the cardboard catches on fire 
And when we have a mini fire up in the stands because all these cardboards are going up. And, and nobody's up there to put it out because the because yeah. there are only like 32 people in the stands. So there's nobody there to, I mean, in the stadium. So who's going to, I mean, who's going to go and do it? I guess the players would have to get a fire extinguisher and run up in the stands. I think that's yeah, but we have a delay. We have a delay. The seventh inning is on hold. Well, there's Fordo right up to the third deck to put out the yeah, fire. We've listed every doomsday scenario possible for these cardboard cutouts. Need to do it away. Windy and like in like uh in like Bobby's father sitting in section D, the cardboard flies into the middle of the infield. And like, hits the player out to the river or something. You got cardboard cutouts floating down the river. Yeah, and little Billy's upset because his father's drowning. You're, dri- you're yeah. driving down the road. A cardboard cutout slaps on your windshield. It's terrible. It's just. <laughs> I, I, I mean, here's here's Aaron Judge gunning under a line drive. A line drives coming in. The cardboard flies right by and hits him. I mean, that would be interference, right? right. That would be. Randy so, hit the bird with the pitch. Right. Right. Exactly. So I, I mean, mean, there's so. Do that pitch? I don't remember what happened. No, right? I, I think I think they counted as a strike, Jim. I really do. Oh. I, I'm just saying. I don't know why. How did like a few thousand people actually pay for this. Like seriously, they could have sent me that money and I'd have been living large for like the next six months. I don't understand. People that badly wanted to be a cardboard cutout in the stadium. Is the cameras even going to pan to show you're there? I mean, who knows you're there, but yourself. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on, but it's very, it's a very interesting thing. So, I mean, it's a very crazy thing. So I'll tell you what, they should do this. Play music. Yeah, music is fine. You, you know, play music. not while the guy's batting, because I know baseball players don't like that. But, you know, um, let's move on to the latest on the Mets sale. So, you know, this is like going to be a weekly thing until they're sold anyway. So the late, last time we spoke last weekend, we knew that the first round bids had just come in. Now we're at the point now where, according to, there were three people who advanced. There's Cohen Group, the A-Rod Group, and the devil's group i call them the devil's group all right the devil. so we had the we talked about this during the week that there was rumor for a moment that the devil's group had picked up this other guy to get involved who was worth 40 billion dollars and it was almost going to guarantee they were going to get the team but then him and his other his partner came out publicly through their spokesman because you know the one thing i've noticed is when people get rich they can't talk themselves they all have spokesmen so that's the kind of job I need. How do I be someone's spokesman? So they asked him, they came out and said, there's no truth to that. They're just interested in the land next to City Field because they'd like to buy casinos. So now the Devils somehow went back to being third on the list. So then you started hearing rumors that Cohen might have problems getting approved with the league because of the fact that they're afraid that with the collecting bargaining agreement coming up at the end of 2021, he's going to raise the prices on players too much. You know, they think he's going to go into the offseason and give Mookie Betts the highest contract ever, give JT Real Muto the highest catcher contract ever, which, as you know how it works in sports, one guy sets the bar, everyone else goes for the bar, just like Mahomes just set the bar in football. So they're worried about that. They're worried that he'll spend too much money and it'll hurt the greedy owner's pockets. You know, and that's the last thing they want. So there was talk about maybe him not getting approved. So then you had A-Rod looking like for a minute he'd be the favorite. Now, A-Rod's got a complete baseball team of investors. Like, I mean, basically, A-Rod could buy the team, and then his him and his investors can field the team. 
So like we can just cut all the Mets, you know, Brian Erlacher playing shortstop, you know, uh, Murray playing center field. I mean, he's got a lot of buyers. So then you hear that. And I, people started to get this confused on Facebook. And I did reach out to a couple people who I know who are closer to the Mets than we are, but actually will respond unlike Mike Puma. So I asked uh, them about, cause then you heard reports that the, everyone knows that JLo and A-Rod are very, very close to Robert Kraft. This is no secret. So they went and asked them, they, the rumors started happening that Robert Kraft was getting involved in the bit. Cause if Robert Kraft came in on the bid, Cohen could easily lose the bid because Robert Kraft has a ton of money. Here's the problem. That's not exactly technically what was happening. A-Rod and Robert Kraft has already come out and said, I'm not interested in buying the Mets. I'm interested in the land next to it, Willits Field, because that property comes with the Mets. You can build on it. It's never been built on. And Robert Kraft, for anyone who's ever been to a game in New England, he has a whole shopping center with bowling and movie theaters there and bars. So he makes it to where once you're done watching a Patriots game, you can go over there and just hang out for hours on end and have a good time. He wants to they, he wants to get involved with them if they win the team and build that. And because A-Rod wants to build, do that same thing. He wants to build an entire bar, restaurant, shopping center, all of this good stuff right there off the side of the property so that before and after Met games, there's something for fans to go do. And Kraft, I guess, is going to get involved in this, and he's going to be a partner in that development should they win, not the stadium. So A-Rod's thinking, good, you know, smart business, how to make more money. So I, I got to ask, what is – do you think the league knowing that Kraft – is interested in being a partner with them for the land on the outside and building a Mecca entertainment center that Mets fans can go to before and after the game, which is the new norm in sports um, to have those things on the outside. Do you think that increases the bids right now are very close. I mean, they're going to get a chance to rebid, but do you think that makes a rod more attractive to the league and the owners than Cohen? No, I don't think that makes him more attractive. I mean, not to the owners anyway. Maybe to, maybe to the Mets uh, itself and the fans itself. Well, no, the fans want Cohen. I follow all the. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if, if 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 it would be attractive to anybody, it would be to the Mets organization in the in the area around it. That's. I mean, what what does the owners care if he builds whatever next to well, the stadium? The owners are the ones that decide who gets the team because they vote him in. You need seventy five percent owner approval to get the vote and the will ponds are not dumb. They're going to check with the owners and see who can and can't get approved ahead of time. And if the owners are telling the will ponds, listen, we'd much rather have the A-Rod group than Steve Cohen. You know, if but that, I, I don't, I don't close, will I don't know. I don't know how the owner of the Kansas city Royals or the Los Angeles Dodgers would care what they do outside the stadium. I think they're more worried about, what this owner would vote if they're going to stand beside them when they vote or are they more player friendly or like you mentioned, like you mentioned about, you know, somebody coming in and spending a lot of money and, and, and outbidding teams where they couldn't get these players. That would be more of a concern to me if I owned uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and what you did with the outside of the stadium. I think they really would rather know what their positions are when it comes to the agreement coming up. Um, well, how he's going to run the team, 
what what is his what is his aspects as as far as the whole MLB together? How would he be standing with them than rather what he does outside the stadium? I think there's a lot of yeah. I think there's a lot of moving parts to this here because I, I'm not entirely sure that the other owners in the league would want to do business with a guy like Sheldon Adelson and what that would bring to the to to the league. Okay, with his casino business, with all his shady dealings, as many would consider it. You know, they're looking at a lot of different things. You have to look as owners. You have to look at Cohen's history of insider trading in which he was awarded the biggest fine a record fine 1.8 billion dollars for insider trading that's that's Steve cohen you know a a number of women especially in today's world have have accused him of creating uncomfortable working environments involving sexual harassment and at multiple businesses mind you okay and then on the other side you look at a guy like a rod and you think okay well he sued the owners when he got suspended for the steroids, he tried to sue the owners. They're not going to soon forget that whole litigation they had to go through and all that media, that negative media the league got because of it. He did that. That was that was A-Rod, you know. He, he caused a very ugly mark on the league for a long time. And they're going to keep that in mind, you know. And then you look at a guy like, so you got Cohen, shady deals. You got Sheldon Adelson, who's a multi-billionaire powerhouse mogul casino guy uh silver something or another is his is the name of his building or his company i forget what well, he called. said he's not involved he said i'm not yeah, I'm he's not, a he I says don't, I don't that think he wants to buy the mets i don't think he has any he wants, uh, he wants his right right he wants a party to get the team so he can have access to the land outside and around the team right. you see what i'm saying there was a bid there was a whole bunch of bidding going down down here with him around the Disney area and they wouldn't locally here in Osceola and Orange County, they wouldn't approve the gambling licenses for him to build casinos and stuff here. And so he withdrew all that stuff. It was a big battle down here. A lot of people don't trust that guy. Don't like that guy. They don't want him involved in their businesses and they're going to consider all these things. But I think more and more as more things come out and they lean towards the inclusion things and, you know, they want to diversify ownership and things like that. I think the league more than anything is going to push the owners to say, Hey, let's let the JLo and A-Rod group get in here and let's try to diversify the ownership. Let's try to make it, you know, look the way it's supposed to look. So you bring that up and that's interesting point because it was brought up on the internet and I totally disagree. Like Bradley Beal, who's doesn't know the first thing about baseball, he plays basketball. He says, you know, I think the owners just want Cohen because they don't want a diverse owner. And a lot of everyone on the Internet bashed the crap out of him. And I agree. I did, too, because not because I don't want diverse owners, but because to say that the Major League Baseball owners want Cohen because he's white. And I'm not again, words don't get in a race. I'm just making a quick point. It's business. It has nothing to do with any of that. I promise you, if a-Rod's group, if the money with A-Rod's group is equal to Cohen's group or close to it, A-Rod's going to get the team. If it's close, I guarantee it. Because because as much as Bradley Beal speaking with really no knowledge than other trying to cause controversy, which is basically what he was doing because he has no knowledge of the situation. Um, at the end of the day, the league is scared about Cohen, actually. Because he has the insider trading. 
because he paid the bigger, the biggest fine. All the things Matt said worries the crap out of the owners. Like, are we bringing in Daniel Snyder 2.0? So if the only way Cohen is getting the team is if Cohen just blows the you know the bid out of the water like a rod's group bids two billion cohen bids 2.4 he's gonna get the team because it's business it's business at the end of the day but if i don't mind again and i've said this before because anyone's better than the Wilpons, i don't mind if the a rod group gets the team if they're still gonna have money left to invest in players for the team that's all i care about at the end of the day i don't care if j-lo does 72 concerts I don't care if in the fourth inning of every game, J-Lo comes out and sings a song for five minutes. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you can buy players so we can win, I don't care. Own it all. I mean, and here's another thing you got to bring up too is if – see, this is why this is why I think A-Rod is seriously in play here is because you if, if A-Rod cuts a deal with Robert Kraft and says, listen, if I get the Mets – you can have 50% ownership of the whole Willits place and build, you know, what we build. But Cohen's ahead of me. I need a little cash. Kraft might change his thinking and get involved. Well, listen, let me put the point four in because on the flip side of it, then I get to be part of a mega entertainment center in the city of New York, which will blow up. Yeah, it's it's all all these things are points. I don't know. I don't know if the uh, if the owners uh, really, I don't want to say care, but I don't know if they really are worried about because as Matt said, it's on both sides. I mean, you got Cohen who's a little shady. You got a Rod who uh, who came out. I guess he was misquoted about saying something about that a was salary. A that was a ploy. I understand that, but I'm just saying that this they a Rod benefited. Uh, uh, from the way the baseball was, why, the way baseball set up, he got the biggest contract in the history of baseball at one time. So I mean, he benefited from that. Now he's on the other side of that. He's no longer a player. Now he's an owner, and he's going to have to take them finances into consideration. So whether that was a, a, a face, a, a fake news story, or whatever it was, I mean, he's got to be thinking that way. He's just changed total positions, Jim. I don't think the owners really care what the what the Mets can buy. I think that's what you care about. I think that's what the fans care about. I don't think the owners care about the community around the stadium. The only thing I think they really care about is who's going to be with them when the agreement comes up and and how he's going to vote along the same lines or is there going to be a problem? So if Cohen's going to come in and he says, yeah, listen, I'm with you guys. We're going to do what we're, I'm going to stand with you as far as this goes. He's going to get in. If A-Rod says the same thing, he's got a shot at go, coming in. Really, the Wilpons got to sell the tape. Yeah, it, I mean, they that was a ploy, Mac, where A Rod, and that's why I don't know this. Why is so? Why is social media just? Why are people so easy to manipulate in this country? Like everyone was going nuts. Oh, oh, even the players. I've seen several Yankee ex Yankees come out and say boycott A Rod, like Brandon McCarthy. Like, are you that yeah. dumb? Do you really think he meant that? He's just this. trying to plant the seed in the owners' minds of listen. I pressure the Will Ponds to give it to me. Because I'll play ball. That doesn't mean he really means that. You say what you got to say to become an owner. Right. I'm only friendly, basically. You do whatever you want. Because it's almost impossible for them to kick you out unless you do something like Donald Sterling did, which is, like, you know, terrible. Like, you know, if you're A-Rod, you're like, listen, he said what he had to say 
to kind of nudge the owners. Now, I agree with Tyrone. I mean, like I said, I just don't want the devil group. So I'm not like if not like if we come back on the air three months from now and A-Rod bought the team, I'm going to be upset. But I want Cohen. I just want the guy who just wants to focus on the Mets. I don't care about the land. I don't care about SNY. I want someone to come in, not be about – like because I know what A-Rod and J-Lo are going to do, and I don't have a problem with it. Because I've read enough of the articles. If they were to get the team, they're going to turn it into an experience. Like a, there are more concerts, more this, more that, more glitz, more glam. You'll start to see celebrities come to the Mets games. And I'm not talking about the ones who have season tickets like Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld. You'll start seeing, you know, the celebrities come into the games like they go to the Knicks games. Because A-Rod and J-Lo will cater to the celebrities. That's great and all. Great. I don't care. Okay. Oh, we're panning over today. Oh. We got George Clooney here. Okay, great. That's amazing. I don't care about that. I care about winning. So I don't care. And to me, Cohen has the most money to buy any player he wants. You know, and if we went into an offseason and he buys Mookie Betts and real Muto right off the bat, I'll know you guys won't ever be able to get a word about the Yankees. That was <laughs> the whole time. So that's who I want. And I don't know why MLB would want seven or eight partners now i know j-lo and a-rod it's already been stated they would be the controlling owner of the mets so that's the difference between them and jeter jeter is not the controlling owner of the marlins he's running it j-rod j-lo and a-rod put in enough money that they would be the controlling owner so basically it would be their team I don't know. It's it's going to be a complicated situation. It's going to take months, but they're hoping to have it sold by the end of October, which to me is a good date because whatever the new owner is going to be, you want them to have time to operate this upcoming offseason. You don't want the mm-hmm. Wilpons operating it. And so, but we should know who's going to buy it then by September because then they can process through all the stuff. So we'll see what happens in round two. A lot of this could also be a ploy to try to get Cohen to put in more money. You know, get back to two point six. It could be, and I mean, I mean, A Rod. What he was talking about, from what I read, was he was trying to figure a way to get Major League Baseball equal to the NFL, which I've been talking about a lot. Where they start revenue sharing after a certain amount of money, where it's fifty fifty, so the players have an invested interest on Major League Baseball growing instead of just being a private contractor. So that's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about a salary cap. He was talking after a certain number that the owners and players start doing 50-50 revenue sharing so that the players become more interested and the MLB grows in a similar way that the NFL is a is a, a country, a world organization, and not just you know the Royals are here and the Diamondbacks are here and the Milwaukee Brewers are here. He wanted to do something to have all the players involved, which to me is a great idea. Well, someone had mentioned on Facebook, I forget who it was, but they've always talked to me about it. And I thought it was a great idea is that I think what you need to see happen is you need you need to see the league instead of having a salary cap on the top. I think they need to have a cap on the bottom. Someone had mentioned to me and it made a lot of sense like to where because these teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and people like that. They go and they have to give money to the Royals and they give money to the Diamondbacks because they're, you know, they're paying off the difference. And then these teams like the Royals, instead of taking that 35 million they got from the Yankees and putting it into the team, they put it in their pocket. There should be a lower a cap at the bottom where your team can't go below, say, 90 million dollars. So they have to put 
<clears throat> money into the team. You know what I mean? And Tyrone's got a good point. That's a, the only problem is that if you have A-Rod and J-Lo come in and, you know, spice it up to celebrity status type team, the ticket prices go up. Cause money to cover all the stuff you want to do. And Met games are already pretty expensive. So another thing, we got two more points before we get to our picks for the season. I think ESPN made the right move by telling A-Rod he won't announce any Met games. <clears throat> right? I mean, you can't disagree with that, right? I mean, that's definitely a conflict of interest. I mean, the last thing you need is A-Rod on the television, you know, saying something negative about one of the Mets. Well, you know, Cespedes just can't field right today. Oh, wait, well, now I'm your owner. You know, that don't go over. Mm. So no complaints, I assume, from you two on that one. I, I'm definitely no, a conflict. I, I mean, A-Rod's not a bad. No, he's yeah. good. But you, yeah, uh, he's pretty good calling the show. Right? I mean, you can't call the Met games. No, no, that's totally. I mean, I'm sure he's not upset about that either. You know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a definitely like, whatever, man. Yeah, it'd be definitely a conflict of interest. I mean, he may pump the Mets up more than they should be pumped up. He may be harder on the other team than he should be. I mean, you know, look at you. Know, I knew the Mets would beat the Braves or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to – even yeah. even when you see uh, broadcasters on any game on any show, pregame or during the show, they won't give their picks on who they think's going to win. You know all that stuff. They're supposed to keep all that stuff to themselves, so they seem impartial. Right. Yeah, being an owner, uh, that's not impartial. Man. No, no, no. So and then, and it looks like uh, according to the Mets and the Yankees this weekend, as you know, the Mets and Yankees are playing today, which will be live on TV. I think coverage starts at six thirty. Um, the, the Yankees have announced that they're going to hold Cole back from pitching against the Mets in any of these two practice games and just let him do his simulated. The Mets have announced due to the fact that he had tweaked his back when he was sleeping, to De and even though DeGrom feels good now, he'll be ready for opening day as long as he makes it through a simulated game. He threw yesterday. DeGrom said he felt great. They're going to skip him pitching also against the Yankees in these two games, which he was supposed to do. And then they're going to let him pitch a simulated game and throw to 60 pitches. And if all comes back fine, he'll be ready for opening day. <clears throat> so those two guys are ready to go, but you're not going to see them this weekend, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't want Stanton hitting DeGrom in the head with a line drive anyway. So, you know, I'd rather take my chances on that one because you never know. Um the one other thing I want to talk about before we get to the picks, because they were there was discussion during the week about the Nationals looking at alternate sites to play. Now, as far as I understand, it was eventually agreed upon they would play at home, but there's also their talk that they might at some point try to move to another stadium to play. And my issue with this is that the reason they're doing it, because according to the Nationals, the Nationals want to go and play somewhere else because of the fact that they don't like the state's rule that if a player gets coronavirus, they have to quarantine for 14 days automatically. So if a national gets Scherzer gets the coronavirus automatically he has to sit based on the state law. Now to me, it's like if you're moving your team, trying to move your team somewhere else, because you don't want your player to have to quarantine for 14 days based on state rules. We'll start with you, Mac. Doesn't isn't that basically saying you don't care about the player's safety? So wait a minute. You want to go somewhere where he only has to quarantine for six days? You don't care if half your team gets sick? Right. I mean, I listen, I don't know what listen, the the 
the coronavirus affects people in different ways. We all know that. We all know that people are going to test positive because we're getting outside right now and that everything's coming back and there's more tests available. I mean, to quarantine, what happens if five of the, their players get uh, corona and then they got to have all those automatically go? Do they Then they got to test all these other players. That, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Jim, but, I mean, I can understand them saying, hey, listen, I don't want my starting pitcher or two of my starting pitchers out for two weeks and they're going to miss at least two starts, maybe four starts between them. I can understand their their unwillingness to go along with somebody that's stricter than someone else that's a little bit more lenient somewhere else. No. Well, you mad? I mean, don't you think it's their risking safety to players? I mean, I, players care about their safety. They don't want to come back too soon. Yeah. Well, man, hey, guess what, Jim? Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit, baby. that's just the way it is and no but honestly no all jokes aside i'm sure they'll consult their players i'm sure they'll consult their manager teams you know the fact that dc is not willing to make any accommodations doesn't surprise me obviously considering it's washington dc you know they don't even have representation in congress they don't give a damn but (laughs) but they don't i mean if the washington nationals see they're too they're good enough to where okay, if I have to quarantine a guy for 14 days, we'll be okay. You know, I think that'd be better served staying at home, play your games at home. The guys will be more comfortable. Everything will work out better for them, you know. But if you've got to go to Virginia or you've got to go down, what, are you going to go to Florida? You're going to go to St. Augustine out there by Tampa? And instead of staying in Washington, D.C., you know, it makes no sense. It, it, it would be foolish for them to move. It would, I think it would just be a silly, silly move on their part. It would throw off everything for them. And – if they did that, if they didn't play in Washington, the Braves are going to win that division for sure. Still, whoa! Don't give your don't give the segment away. Well, you're picking teams, but you know, you know something. else? one more thing, guys. Listen, why why are you having an opening day game in a place that you may you may have to move from? I mean, why did you even schedule this ahead of time to be playing in Washington D.C. when you know there's a problem? I mean, we could have solved everything. They're not coming to play. You don't deserve a. We could we could we could have solved it all. Didn't win the title. Well, I, well, we're not. We don't have to move to Buffalo or anything. Just come to Yankee Stadium. It's ready to go. We don't have to worry about any of them stringent uh, uh, rules. So that's my suggestion. You see what I'm dealing with, people. You see what I'm dealing with. I don't know what's going on. So <sighs> this is what I deal with on a daily basis, and I so I don't know. They can't, you know. I don't think it matters where you play this year, does it? Really? I mean, other than dimensions of the park. <laughs> I mean, that's all. Right, it right. That's really it. The park. No, Every, you're right. Doesn't matter. Did I lose Mac here? There he goes. Hey, Mac. You you always say you're losing me. I'm always here. Posed up real quick that's on right. my side. All right. all right. It doesn't really matter where you play at this point because there's no fans. The only thing that really matters is the dimensions of the ballpark. Are you playing in a Homer Park? Are you not playing in a Homer Park? You know, do the Yankees deserve to have opening day at home? Not if they're playing the champs. If they were playing anybody else, yeah. But they're not. They're playing the champs, and the champs always. Always open at home. Rules and rules. I mean, it's, yeah, but they, they may not be at home. So this I mean, we're, not bending, we're not bending the rules for the Yankees. So you know, give it a rest. All right. No one wants to hear. It, all right. I want to come and listen to you guys. Hey, I want to. I want to. I want to listen to you guys pick the wrong team to win the NL East, so I can laugh at you. All. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. So anyway, oh, so right. we're hey, listen. I'm. It's on record. Everything on tape is forever. So at least we have it. 
I already put my Mets starting lineup for opening day out on Facebook. So when people say, damn, Jim, that's pretty good. That. Pretty good. I, that. That, you know, I didn't even put Cano in it. So how you like that? <laughs> so I read an article. Cano says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working my swing back into shape. What do you mean? Where the hell you been? What do you mean working your swing? You just spent three months in off for coronavirus. You've been hitting a ball off a tee every day. What do you mean I'm working my ball back? My I don't thing think I've seen that. He's been working that swing back since he left the Yankees. Yeah, what the hell is he? Well, he had two good years in Seattle before he actually fell apart. So I don't know. I don't know what Cano, where Cano was, where he was hanging out. I don't know if he was trying to bring people over from Cuba. I don't know what the hell. Cano oh. No, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he's helping people with boats. I have no idea where Cano was. Cano's not Cuban. He's Dominican. I'm just saying maybe he was help helping those because I read stories on the mm -hmm. news. That the, that the people were trying to come, you know, they come over on the boats in the Florida. There's a story on the news like three days ago that I guess they were a group was coming over and they, you know, they made it to the thing. I don't know. Maybe he helped. I have no idea where he was is my point. But I don't know why you want to come here. Florida is the coronavirus capital of the world. You go back, come back yes, in a sir. month and they fix it. But whatever, you know, so I don't know. But he says the swing is not there yet. What do you mean not there? You're supposed to be ready in April. It's July. So, yeah, I don't have him in my starting lineup, so take that. Oh, the Mets right. shouldn't either, ever, period. I'll take Dominic Smith in any day. So here's the deal. We're going to – today is the last Saturday. When we come to you live next week, baseball will have started. Every team will have played one game by the time – exactly one game by the time we come back next Saturday because the Yankees and the Dodgers play Thursday – and then they're off Friday, and all the rest of the teams play Friday. So when we come to you Saturday morning, half the teams will be 1-0. The other half will be 0-1. Oh, so I want to go over division by division, who you're picking where to finish the season. And then at the end, you'll tell me which of those guys you got in the playoffs. I also printed out the Las Vegas over-unders. So I could kind of get your feel if you're taking the over and under. Even you know, I might I play the bet. I bet, but I don't know if you guys bet. But I live in a state where you can bet. So New Jersey allows gambling. Can't so, do that here. Um, right. So the let's start with the AL East. So we'll go through this. We got an hour. Take our time. Mac, who's finishing in dead last in the AL East? The Orioles. You uh, think about it? <laughs> yeah, not at all. The <laughs> Orioles, their best, their best player, you know, uh, Trey Mancini has uh, colon cancer, and uh, the offense was only 11th out of 15th. They uh, have a good pitcher, you know, uh, Hunter Harvey, but the rest of the rotation is bad, and the bullpen is, is bad, so. This it is. Matt, do you have Baltimore finishing in last place also? It's either going to be them or Toronto, but I'm leaning more towards Baltimore just because they're that bad and that understaffed and talented. Uh, <clears throat> no no pitching beyond their start, their first starter. Their bats are going to be decent. You know, they can get rolling a little bit, get a little bit of momentum going, but definitely not. Definitely the Orioles or the Blue Jays. All right, but you're you're putting the Orioles in there. Yeah, I'm gonna you go with Mac. I'm gonna go with Mac, and I'm gonna stay the Orioles. I put the Orioles in last place. Also, um, according to Las Vegas odds makers, the Orioles have the lowest win total for the over/under. It's 20, 20.5. 20 
is the is the over under win total for the Baltimore Orioles, which is the lowest in the entire league. No Mancini. They traded Villar. Their starting pitching staff is a mess. They have very little quality hitting. I would not in any way be shocked if the Baltimore Orioles went 10 and 50. They're wow. that bad. Listen, that trade for Machado never the, the prospects they got back in the trade for Machado. <laughs> We have seen nothing from, you know, just, and they can't develop them at all because this COVID stuff has everything on pause. So basically their, their development has just paused. Like, okay, so now we've gotten rid of our best player, probably second best player in the history of their franchise, second best player in the history of their franchise. And you're supposed to get all these talented prospects back, and guess what? It doesn't pan out for you. So now you're stuck in this purgatory as Baltimore, like, oh, well, now we've got everybody and their brother ahead of us in the AL East. You know, the Yankees are miles ahead, Tampa Bay miles ahead. Boston, Toronto are the only two that they can really push for that third spot in that division. It's it's bad in Baltimore and going to be bad for some time because they, you know, they have the number one prospect in baseball. In baseball, Aldi Rushman's who's coming up, the catcher, but he's not going to be ready for another year or two, probably two. This is only like 18, 19 years old, but they're, they're not good. Not good. It's going to be a while. So uh, we'll just always go in this order for the East. Mac, who do you have in fourth place? I have to go with the Red Sox. I mean, last year uh, they did okay for what they had. I mean, I'm from around here, and I have heard nothing about them in the news, and normally it's plastered all over the cover. Um, I mean, their their best player is probably uh, Bogarts. I hope I'm saying it right. Bogarts, uh, Xander. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the best player. I mean, the infield is is average. The outfield has a big weakness. Uh, the pitching rotation without Sale in the beginning is going to be suspect. Uh, their bullpen is is pretty good. I don't see no offense really coming from this year. Uh, I mean, without Sale starting, they'll probably They'll probably lose a lot in the beginning until he comes back. Their bullpen's okay, but uh, I mean, I haven't, guys. I'm I'm splitting the state: Yankees and Red Sox, and and Yankees are all in the news up here, and they're not talking about the Red Sox at all, and that's very strange. So I really expect them to to fall off even from last year and end up sec, uh, second to the baseman. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you the same, Mac? I mean, Matt, or no? Um, no, I, I think Boston's going to be a little bit better than Toronto this year. I think Toronto's going to be the second worst fourth place team in AL East. Um, I figure they win around 26 ish, 27 games, 27, 28, somewhere in that range. Um, I namely say that even though they've got some pretty bright spots on their defense with this, with, uh, Gary L who's actually got hurt with some, he had some discomfort the other day. Uh, they've got this young kid, Santiago Espinal, who's been like, Apparently, from what they say, been lights out in training and stuff like that with his fielding. So they've got some young guys that can that can develop and and really bring some fire to the Rogers Center up there. I think Toronto's problem is going to be the travel and all that stuff. The federal government in Canada just recently approved them to play at the Rogers Center. Um, so now at least they know that they'll be able to play at there. Now the question is, how is it going to work with the other teams cross border? We've talked about this. Um, yeah, I give it. It's just too many X factors for them being out of the country. Fourth place. Okay, the Bujas. I took the. Um, I went along with Mac on this one. I took Boston 
Boston hasn't done much in the offseason. You don't hear a lot about him, which is strange, especially when you're talking about the Red Sox, because they're such a, you know, a storied franchise that people follow in baseball, and you haven't heard much about him. They haven't done a lot to sign anybody special. They got rid of bets. They're putting a lot of pressure this year on Ben Attendee. I don't know what's going to happen with Verdugo. That's their big get. We'll see what happens with Verdugo. Um, he's their big get. They're expecting him to explode. But they don't have enough pitching. They don't have anything. It's a, The only thing to me, Boston's going to be so bad, the only thing saving them from the basement is Baltimore. Luckily. Luckily for that, Baltimore's worth. So, so we got Baltimore. Uh, then we got a mix of Boston and Toronto. So I would assume, just so we don't, you know, we all have. If you, you know, Matt must have uh, Boston third, and we must both have Toronto third. So it's yeah. Toronto, Boston is where to say the where the mix is right there. I like Toronto. Um, I think Toronto is going to barely miss the playoffs. I think Toronto has. Uh, Nate Pearson is the best pitching prospect in baseball, and he's their future ace. Um, Guerrero, Bichette, Biggio, all mashers. They also have other hitting in Tescar Hernandez and a couple other guys. Uh, Smoke, I don't know if Smoke's actually still there, but Toronto can really hit the baseball. They're young, up and coming, on the rise. I really like what they got going on down there. They just It's bad luck for them that they're stuck with Tampa Bay and New York. Um, that seems to be the only thing holding them back. Mac, what do you like about Toronto? Yeah, I mean, you just said everything that I would have said. said um, um, I, I don't know if you spoke, you spoke about their new ace, uh, Jin Ryu. Am I saying it right, Jim? Jin Ryu, yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Rourke and Anderson, they help stabilize the rotation. Uh, the only thing is the distraction of being out of country, as Matt brought up with, uh, with um, you know, them uh, – just getting the okay. It may be a bubble situation up there for him, which might be distracting. And, and that's the only thing I could add to that. Okay. And you have Boston. What do you like about Boston to finish third? As far as Boston's concerned, being in third place, although their rotation is a mess, I think they have the bats. Okay. They're, but I mean, with Chain Bloom coming in there from Tampa Bay, he knows how to build a team. He knows how to how to bring in the right pitching. He knows how to set up a payroll. All right, you're looking at uh you're looking at a Boston Red Sox team that's going to go out there with Nathan Eovaldi. They're going to go out there with um a couple of guys that don't really even have too many wins or starts in the playoffs under their belt. There's no sort of experience there in their rotation. Bullpen is gone. They have no bullpen. They have no closer. So Red Sox are gonna have a problem, but they have the bats. So they'll win them. They'll win thirty games. You know, they'll win thirty games and What's just that? miss out. Thirty and thirty would be close. So yeah, they would yeah. just they're, miss they're out. just gonna miss out. Yeah, I, yeah, they're gonna win about thirty games. They're gonna miss out, and uh, they'll just be they're they're gonna be building. You know, because if you look at it with um, man, I forget this guy's name. that's having the Tommy Johnson, Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're gonna miss him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't. That's that's your. You got Ivaldi. He had a four point five ERA. Martin Perez four point seven ERA, and Brian Johnson four point seven ERA. Those are your top three starters right now for Boston. Yeah. So I mean, even even the GM said Bloom said he's like it's it's his quote was it's more unsettled than you may think it is right. So it's gonna be a miracle for them to do anything outside of like 
28 to 31. 30 and 30. To me, that's a good, that's a miracle. <laughs> you gave him a miracle, I think. So, but I, I assume nobody has any of those three teams making the playoffs. Those three teams are not going to the playoffs. No wild card, no nothing. All right. So we get down to number two. I, I have a feeling just because you two are Yankee fans, that it's going to be a Tampa Bay sweep across the board. But does anyone disagree with that? But I will say this. If any injuries, even one or two, hit the Yankees in a key position, Tampa Bay is easily good enough to win this division. I mean, Tampa Bay, to me, is definitely going to the playoffs regardless. Um, they have the best starting rotation in the league, and not in the league, in the division, with Morton, Snell, Glasnow, and Chironos, best front four in the East easily. Definitely have a better rotation than the Yankees once you get past Garrett Cole. Um they can hit all over the field. Austin Meadows, Kiermaier, Brandon Lowe, Willie Adamas, Diaz, Cho. I mean, Tampa Bay is, you know, they're going to be really good. I have the over-under for Tampa Bay is, let me see what the over-under here is. The over-under for Tampa Bay is 34. It's towards the top of the league. I have Tampa Bay, I have Tampa Bay going 38 and 22. So if I was a betting man, I would bet the over. I think Tampa Bay is strong. I think Tampa Bay, much like the Yankees, are going to feast on Baltimore. They're going to feast on Boston. They're going to feast on Toronto. You're talking about you're talking about the Yankees in Tampa Bay. That's 30 of their games right there. Baltimore, Boston, Toronto. 30 games. So I have Tampa finishing second, and I also have them making the wild card. You guys both have them second. Do you have them making the wild card or do you have them missing out? Oh, no, they'll definitely make the wild card, in my opinion. They're too good not to. And and if they were in any other division, they would probably win that division. You know, but the Yankees being the second best team in baseball, all of baseball, AL or NL, that leaves Tampa Bay as nothing more than a wild card team. You don't want to see them, though. You don't want to see them if they're hot because they will beat you in any series. Tampa Bay is dangerous. That's the team. If I'm a Yankee, if I'm the Yankees, I don't want to play Tampa Bay in the playoffs. You know. Well, if the Yankees get, if any Yankees, bef- you know, fall or they get off to a slow start, um, you could see them win the division. Mac, you disagree? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, their biggest weakness is their bullpen. I mean, they can hit the ball. They got, they got a good, good position players. I mean, Wendell leading the way in the infield. Uh, um, I mean, they got a lot of promise. They, they're a very young team, as you said. But uh, you know, you, you in this day and age, especially with the 60, 60 game uh, sprint this year, that bullpen's gonna it's gonna come under scrutiny a lot, and we'll see if their bullpen can hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that leads us. Good morning, Kevin. That leads us to the number one team. Obviously, the Yankees are the favorite in the division. Um, they have an over under of thirty seven point five. So. Uh, it, for me, it's with the Yankees. It's really tough because they are the favorite. But I think, you know, like every team this year, injuries will play a big part. I think that, you know, they can't afford to lose Judge for a long, long number of games. They definitely can't afford to lose Cole. God forbid anything happened to Cole during the season. Um, you know, and will the Yankees not get off to that sluggish start every year they get off to and then have time to recover? You know, I don't, I don't know. If you go through the first month, and you, you know, and you get through 30 games and you look at the Yankees and they're, you know, 14 and 16, you know, they're going to have to turn it on in a big way. I mean, they have a really good team, but the Yankees also have a history of getting off to slow starts, which they can't afford right now. Uh, Mac, what do you, give me a win total for the Yankees. 
I, I say they're probably going to win close to 40, 42 games, I think is what they're going to win. Um, I really – listen, even with injuries last year, we, we I think we were the number one scoring team in the league anyway. Um, we finally got an ace, and the big question, are bullpens number one in the in the league, in both leagues? So I, I think the starting rotation is the biggest question, question Jim. If something happens to Cole, you know, how's Tanaka? Uh, Paxton is, is uh, you know, a 3-4 pitcher. That's the only thing I'm really worried about this year. Matt, you have well, how many wins for the Yankees this year? I've got the Yankees sitting around 37, 38 wins, roughly. Uh, after you look at the schedule and you see, they're like, you could definitely win 40, like Max said. They can win 40, 42. I've got them about 37, 38. You know, I'd give them probably the, definitely the best chance to win the division, win their division in the AL out, outside the East, the West, and the Central. I would give the Yankees probably the most solid chance out of any of those to win their division outright outside of probably maybe Houston, but Oakland is really good, but we'll get to them later. Uh, as far as the Yankees are concerned, about 37, 38 wins, 23, 20 losses. They're definitely making the playoffs. You know, it looks like they found him a nice little pitcher yesterday with um, this kid that, that uh, pitched the um, – Oh man, my brain is going. Brain's going away from me. He pitched a spring game yesterday on the seventeenth. Was it Montgomery? No, not Montgomery. Eddie Garcia, Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt. There Clark Schmidt. Oh, yeah, their top pitching prospects. Yeah. yeah, I think that and we got to see him in action yesterday. You guys can go on there and you can actually see him, see him throw and see what he's working with. Man, he looks pretty good. And he can, if he can make himself a factor early on, kind of like Herman did last year, and just kind of come out of the woodworks and surprise people then that's going to be great for the Yankees. And they'll go ahead and cruise that division title that I think no one expects otherwise in that division. No, I think people in Tampa. <laughs> so you, uh, so you both have Tampa though, making the playoffs though. So I'm ready. sure Tampa's definitely in the playoffs. Into the wild card. All right. I was watching the SNY uh, show yesterday, uh, their baseball show, and they were going through the predictions and they both, Pretty much around the same par as us that either Tampa Bay or the Yankees will win the division and that both will go to the playoffs. So it seemed to be seemed to be on par with those guys. So now we go to the Central. Now, in my opinion, the Central is the worst division in baseball, the AL Central. Because I think they have two good teams, and then the other three are worse than the three that the AL East has. That's just my opinion. I know some people will ride on Cleveland. So, Mac. Who's finishing last place in the AL Central? Well, I'm going with the Royals. Uh, I mean, I don't, they they don't have uh, really anything going for them as far as pitching goes. Both starting a, a rotation of bullpen or below average. I mean, uh, Dozier's yeah, Danny Duffy. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, besides Dozier, uh, that's the only good good player I can really think of on that team right now. I mean, and they may move him from the infield to the outfield. They're not sure they have no players really locked up. And this is what you're going to see guys. A lot of the bad teams really don't have players locked up right now. They're still trying to figure out who's going to play where, how he's going to play. It's not like the more organized winning teams that really already have an idea what their roster is going to be. And I, I just don't see the Royals winning in hardly any games this year. Does that match your last place, Matt? Uh, more than likely, yeah. The Royals are going to be the last place team. They lost 103 games last year, brother. That's not good. That's not normal. It, they got a first-year manager with uh, Mike Matheny. Um, they lost 
Cuthbert, they lost Oaks, Bonifacio, Maldonado, Billy Hamilton's out of there. All those guys are gone. Their projected lineup looks awful. They don't have anybody on that team worth really any kind of major contract or anything like that. Salvador Perez, the catcher's out with Tommy John surgery. That's going to be a really, really bad team for them. Ian Kennedy is their best reliever. We as Yankees fans knew, know what Ian Kennedy is all about mm-hmm. as a reliever. He's not good. That's what I was getting to. Their over under is 25, so it's not the worst. Not as bad as Baltimore. Uh, I have Kansas City last also. I do think they have some talent, but like you guys hit on it, their their rotation is nothing to write home about. Their rotation's Duffy, Junis, Brad Keller, Montgomery. Nobody's really a star. Their closing pitcher, as Matt said, is Ian Kennedy, which doesn't really blow you away. Um, they do have some playmakers on offense. You didn't mention Mac. I mean, Whit Merrifield is very good, um, very young. Alberto Mondesi, the shortstop, is also very good. And Dozier is very good. And Salvador Perez should be back now. He had the Tommy John last year, but I think they said he's close to ready to go. Um, but you're right; they just don't have enough. Um, or Alex Gordon is getting older. Ryan O'Hearn's a hit or miss. Nicky Lopez, you don't know what you're going to get. Francisco Cordero in center field is is he's finally going to get a chance to start every day after getting coming over from San Diego. So you don't know what he's going to do. It, it's it's amazing to me that you know just five years ago, six years ago, Kansas City was in the World Series, taking that the Mets for the World Series. So I know another team like that too, Jim. Don't we? Yeah. So. They fall fast. I mean, you know, they fell and never came back, you know. So it's it's wild. It's wild that, you know, where they are. But I do like their future. If they can keep Merrifield, Mondesi, Dozier, and even possibly lock up Cordero at some point, who I think is going to be a big addition, I do like their future. I went back and forth on this on between them and the next team because I had in fourth place, I had Detroit. And I went back and forth. I don't know about you guys, if you guys went back and forth or not, but it's very close hit or miss on these two. Um, If you look at Detroit, you know, Matt Boyd's pretty good. But after that, you know, what are you going to get from Fulmer? Because he's coming back off a major injury. Nova, well, I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you know all about Nova. I mean, he's not the same as he was. And, you know, Detroit, to me, has a lot less hitting than Kansas city. I mean, I don't even know when, now that I'm looking at it, I'm still trying to figure out how I put Kansas city behind Detroit. I mean, cause nothing about Detroit speaks talent. I mean, Maven's on the downside, you know, Maven, I don't, you know, I know he put on the Yankee uniform and had that Jesus magic for a little while, but he's not that good. Uh, J- Jacoby Jones can't hit Christian Stewart. Yeah. Nick Goodrum. Yeah. Jonathan Shoup. Yeah. John Candelario. Yeah. CJ Crone's okay. And, Romine's their starting catcher. I mean, Romine, I mean, really, there's a reason he was never a starter for the Yankees. So, because he can't hit. So, I mean, I don't know. I look at Detroit, and I, I feel like I need to switch. The only, the only thing I like about Detroit is their future rotation. Because in the future, you're going to be looking one day in a couple of years, and their front four is going to be Scooble, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, and Alex Fado. And when those four guys are up at the same time, that's going to be one of the best front fours in the in the league four or five years from now if they all pan out. They have some of the best arms in minor league baseball right now. 
all ready to come up soon at the same time. Um, sorry, I kind of took all the thunder of Detroit, but I didn't think we need to go too long into them unless you guys have something exciting about Do you have anything to add on Detroit? I just come? Oh, man, that's uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> they were in full rebuild last year, and we're going to see what comes. They're going to fear full rebuild till. 220 2025 and all those starters at their prime mm -hmm. <laughs> they have hitting prospects i mean i'm just looking down the list and i mean you guys know i'm in i'm a huge fantasy baseball player in leagues where minor leagues matter so like i study triple a double a a ball i could sit here and tell you every minor league player in the mets system in the yankees system and i'm gonna tell you i study minor leagues and detroit does not have a lot of good minor league talent coming up it's just it's gonna be tough they have a lot of great minor league pitching but I don't know where they're going to get their bats from in the future. That's what I don't know. So who do you guys have finishing third since we're so far we're all on the same page pretty much? Man, this was a toss-up for me between Cleveland and Chicago White Sox. All right. Who got it? Who'd you, who'd you downgrade? Chicago. Chicago's third place. Okay. I've been in like 30 games, 31 games or so. Um, I'm not too enthusiastic about too many things with Chicago. Uh, they're, what, third place last year, I think, in the division. They won 72 games. Mm -hmm. so they're kind of middle-of-the-pack team. They've got Dallas Keuchel now. They've got Gio Gonzalez now. They brought in Encarnacion. Um, uh, they brought in a lot of pitching, actually, this offseason. They didn't really lose much. They lost their catcher, Castillo, and they lost Ivan Nova, who's a pitcher, who's a relief pitcher for them. Their starting yeah. lineup doesn't look awful at all. You know, they have some serviceable guys there with Tim Anderson, you know, uh, obviously led the majors in batting as far as 56 RBIs and his 335. Jose Abreu can play. We know that. Grandal, he's pretty good. And, you know, Encarnacion with the with Seattle and New York, we know his history. Uh, he's hit home runs. He always does. He's going to hit home runs. He's going to give you – he's going to bat about 250 – 245 somewhere in that area and you know the white Sox can make some noise and it's been seven straight losing seasons for them so they need to really do something and and, and make themselves relevant again because seven this straight will be an division you and i are way different on <laughs> all right wait yeah. mac where you got third place you got the white Sox also well i got the indians and uh the only reason why i don't have them uh lowered in third is because of terry francona uh, because he's such a good manager, and I think he can make things happen with Cleveland a little bit. Um, listen, they have their catcher is, is Santana. The infield right now is up in the air. Ramirez is probably the best uh, infielder right now. That's even their outfield is kind of up in the air. Probably their best player. Don't forget. Yeah, um, the relievers look good at first, but uh, Clay's is an MRI that he's upper, you know, his upper back sprain. Uh, the rotation of Corrasso. Uh, they, the rotation needs a little bit more time. Um, they're still pretty young. They let go of a lot of players uh, last year. So they're in a total rebuild pretty much here this year. But with Francona there, I think he can make a couple things happen and put some things together for him. And, and that's the only reason why I got him a little higher than, than the Tigers and Royals. So. Gotcha. I also put the Indians third. Uh, Bieber's a pretty good starting pitcher. I like him. Clevenger's really good if he's healthy. Carlos Carrasco is another guy. Can he stay healthy? Adam Savali, can he stay healthy? I like Carlos Santana at first base. They got a good pickup of Cesar Hernandez at second this year. Uh, one of the things I think they uh, – Jose Ramirez had a terrible year last year, and they need to see if – is he the Jose Ramirez of two years ago or was two years ago just a – 
you know, a lucky season and Jose Ramirez is what he was last year because he had he hurt last year too. Yeah, he, he did not play well. The, the Indians' best player is Francisco Lindor. They need to make a decision on him to either commit long term or are they going to, or are they going to trade him? Because every year you hear rumors. Francisco Lindor is a superstar. He's a superstar. Gold glove. You know, he's a, he's got a bat. He's got the glove. He's a great superstar. I would trade him Ed Rosario for him if he wanted to come here. So, you know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with him because they got to get enough of the – we enough of the offseason every year. Will they move him? Will they won't? Because they're not going to be able to pay him, yada, 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 yada. They got to make a decision. I had them third also, but – um I, you know, I think that they're, uh, I think they have a lot of indecision in what's going on in Cleveland, but they could surprise some people. Cleveland seems to win when nobody thinks they will win. So number two in the division, uh, who do you have, Mac? I got the White Sox. I mean, I think uh, the catcher, they got a good in, infield. Their, uh, their offense, they're very solid. Uh, Robert with 31 home runs is rookie of the year. They're, they're starting rotation. Uh, we'll see. The bullpen is solid, though. The only thing, the only thing that might hold them back is a rotation. But they have a they have a solid bullpen, and I think they'll raise a little eyebrows this year. They might even get in on a wild card uh, possibility. Uh, but I think they're a, a pretty solid team this year. Uh, who do you have in second? The Indians. Yeah, of course. Yes, sir. That's my. Did he freeze team. up, or is that me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. It's 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 the second place Indians for me. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got these guys right here sitting right now around 32, 33 wins, roughly, behind Minnesota, who's going to be my number one team. Um, you know, I love Francisco Lindor. I think if the Indians don't get out to a hot start, he could very well trade it for some kind of value if they're not going to – I mean, but again, this is something that comes up every year. They're probably asking too much. I think despite losing Corey Kluber, they're going to be okay. They also lost Jason Kipnis, who's a very good second baseman. We know Yasiel Puig went and signed with the Braves, but that's not as and big that a loss. Hard. He's actually not with them anymore. Well, he, got, uh, he got the coronavirus and it avoided the deal. So. Insane. Insane. It is. So, insane. you know, they lost Danny Salazar, another pitcher. So, or Taro is out of there, another pitcher. He was actually not good. I watched him get destroyed last year, Dan Otero. Yeah, he did not have a good year. No, 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 no. But I think what, if, if Jose Ramirez can come back healthy, Mm-hmm. And Francisco Lindor can stay healthy. You got Carlos Santana, still a very, very good player. Oscar Mercado out in the outfield. He's a rookie last year. You know, batted 269, played 118 games. So they have some guys. They got a gold glover catcher, Roberto Perez, you know. So the rotation is going to be okay. Kluber's going to hurt, but they got guys that can fill in and fill those gaps and pick up that pick up that lever, that uh, that slack and fill those holes. And they'll finish second place to Minnesota. Okay. Well, I have Minnesota in second place. So I have, you know, Barrios is good. Odorizzi's good. They picked up Kente Medea from the from the Dodgers. They have Rich Hill, another Dodger. Like, they just basically took all the Dodgers. Pineda, Pineda, Michael Pineda, who Yankee fans will remember as a backup. I don't know if Luis Arias can put up the same type of season he had again. Uh, he had last year. I don't know if that was a one-hit wonder thing. It also with Jorge Polanco, it's short. He had a great year, but again, came out of nowhere. So who knows what he is? They picked up Josh Donaldson, but Josh Donaldson's getting up there in age. When does he decline? That's the question. Does he decline this year or does he decline next year? Byron Buxton's a stud outfielder, but he's never hit. Rosario's hit or miss. I have Minnesota in second place. 
uh, which leads us to our first place. And this is where we differ because you guys must have the twins. I have the Chicago White Sox winning the division. I think the Chicago White Sox are going to shock everybody. I think that um, Lucas Giolito is an ace, and he finally showed it last year. And knowing that's who they got from Washington, everybody forgets Giolito was that one of those young studs Washington had when they had Harper. Um, Keuchel is solid. Lopez is really good. Dylan Cease is going to be up soon. Gio Gonzalez is a solid number five. One of the better bullpens in the league with Bummer, Cologne, Chisek, Marshall. Uh, they have DH. You have uh, Encarnacion, who you said is going to hit 250, but he'll still hit. Well, he's not going to hit 30 home runs in 60 games. They got Abreu at first base. Grandel is one of the best catchers in the league. He's top two or three. I mean, he might only pitch or might be better than him is Rio Muto. Mancata had a super breakout year last year, lived up to his potential. Tim Anderson was great. Madrigal is another young stud, and both of their young top prospects in baseball guys are up, him and Ezin Robert, and they're starting. I think the White Sox are stacked. In fact, I'm so confident in the White Sox that their over-under total was 31-and-a-half. I'm giving them 37 wins. The White Sox are going to stud out. So sell me on Minnesota, and then we're going to change up the way we do this a little for time constraint reasons. But tell me why the Twins are the best team. Mac, why are the Twins the best team? The catcher led the league for home runs as a catcher with uh, 30. Uh, first baseman, 40 a home run. Second baseman, R is a 334 batting average. 800 uh, OPS for shortstop Polano. Well, the offense is very, very good. Their rotation is solid with depth and relief. Is strong with Clipper, Duffy, Little, and May. I, I think they're the class of that division. Uh, the White Sox may challenge them, but I don't think uh, they'll touch them this year. Yeah, no. uh, with Max Kepler hitting 36 home runs and 90 RBIs, Polanco hitting 40 doubles a year, you know, 79 home runs, uh, 37 home runs for Donaldson still. Uh, 94 RBIs. He's batting 379 on base when he was with the Braves last year. Uh, Nelson Cruz running DH. He's slugging at 639 at the DH, you know. That guy's giving you points and yeah. points and points. So let me tell you, Mitch Garver, love that guy. That guy's gonna that guy's a stud. He's gonna be one of the best catchers the game has seen for a lot of years to come. Uh Ada Rosario, Buxton, all those guys, man, those are really, really good players. This team won 101 games last year. Rocco Baldelli going into his second year as a manager is going to have those guys geared up and ready to go. Um, and let me tell you, if the Twins weren't playing the Yankees last year uh, in the division series, then they might have made a lot more noise. But I think the Yankees were just a little bit better at this point last year when they met each other. Uh, they're going to give it a push this year. They're going to sweep that division up. I don't think you know if the Twins would have got past Houston last year. I mean, the Yankees didn't, so who knows? Who knows? But in honor of Alex, because I agree with him, the best home run call in the league. I got to play it for Alex. Here we go. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Ah, the on the board. I swear it's the best home run call in the league. Put it on the board. Yes, I love it. I can watch the White Sox games all day long. The best home run call, man. I'm telling Michael you. Michael K has the best home run call, but <clears throat> we'll talk about that in another time. A homer who should go See ya. corner. And oh, we're going to talk Sterling. Even better than think about their bad decisions. <laughs> That's what Michael See ya. Did.
Yeah, I like Michael K, but I don't like it as much as I like the White Sox. No, that's good. That's really good. I watch it all the time when Frank Thomas was hitting home runs, man. So we're going to change it up a little bit because we took 30 minutes on the first two divisions and probably put some people to sleep, which is okay. I mean, you can put some people to sleep on the air. You know, we're here to help any way we can. So we're just going to get into – we're just going to go into who's going to win the division and make the playoffs, and then we'll review the East like we did the AL East because the East is obviously local. So um, who do you have, Mac, winning? All right, so we got – so so far we've got – you we both we all had New York and Tampa Bay go into the playoffs, and then in the central, you guys had Minnesota obviously go into the playoffs because they won the division, and I have the White Sox. Do you guys have there's a one other wild card team can make the playoffs? Did you guys have that coming from the central? I did. What who did you have, Mac? Make the, the White Sox. You had the, the White, White Sox. Okay, did you have the wild card going to the Indians or no? Because that's who you put second, Matt. Um, I have the well, if it's not the Indians, don't tell me yet. But you didn't have the Indians yeah. making the playoffs, right? Uh, no, Cleveland is definitely making the playoffs, I believe. How did I work that out? I had I lost my paper. No, 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 the Twins are going to make the playoffs, and the Indians are not going to make the playoffs. all right. So, so far, you we've got Mac and I have both our wild card spots filled. Um, and no, I have one of my wild card spots filled, and Mac has both of them. Okay. So we go. All I want to know, Mac, from you is you've got the Yankees, Tampa, Minnesota, and Chicago going to the playoffs, which means you only have room for one more team in the AL, and that has to be the team that wins the division. Who's winning the AL West, Mac? Why and why? Well, the, the, the Astros are, of course. Um, okay. I mean, they're just good from top to bottom. Um, their DH was rookie of the year. Their catcher is great. Uh, their rotation is unbelievable. Their bullpen is the, the only thing that is, you know, okay on that whole team. So I that's easy. The Astros will be there. All right. So Matt, you didn't you have a division winner and a wild card spot open. So I assume they're both coming from the West. Who is the wild card team from the West? It's gonna be Oakland. Oakland. All right. So he's got Oakland going. And I assume your division winner is also Houston. Hands down. You can't dispute that because Seattle and Texas are miles behind. The Angels are a middle pack team that might push Oakland for the wild card, but they're not going to be good enough this year to compete with Houston. Okay. And I have Houston going, winning the division also, which wraps up my playoff teams. So just to recap from the AL. We've got Matt's got Yankees, Tampa, Minnesota, Mac, Mac. I mean, as Yankees, Tampa, Minnesota, White Sox, Houston going to the playoffs. Matt has Yankees, Tampa, Minnesota, Oakland, Houston. And I have Yankees, Tampa, White Sox, Minnesota, Houston. So that's who we have. That's who we all have going to the playoffs. Now, I'm afraid to ask this question because you two are going to homer it up, which is not going to help the fans. Who's going to go to the World Series in the American League and Tell me someone other than the Yankees, just so that because no one needs to see you hear you guys say the Yankees. So tell me if it's not the Yankees, who's going? Let's just pretend it's not the Yankees. Go ahead, Matt. If I had to pick a team out of the AL to go to the World Series that was not the New York Yankees, which they're not my pick to go to the World Series, I would have to take Houston again. 
Oh, so they're not. So you have Houston going regardless. And you don't have the Yankees going at all. I don't know, Jim. We'll see. <laughs> well, that's your pick. I don't know. You tell me. Well, you told me I can't pick the Yankees, Jim. You're, 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 you're going to pick them anyway. So, I mean, you know. So, you Matt, know. do you think it's the Yankees, though? Is that who you think's going to the World Series? I don't, Jim. I, I, I think they'll fall short again because of the pitching rotation. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I, I like Minnesota going to the World Series this year. I really think they're a, the most solid team in the league. Houston's pitching is the best. Uh, we'll see what happens. If Minnesota's pitching can match up to Houston, I like Minnesota this year. So you're telling me neither one of you are going to pick the Yankees anyway? Is that what you're trying to lead me to believe? And no problem. No. Huh. All right, well, then I'll shock everyone and say I have the White Sox going to the World Series. So there you go. I'm riding it all the way. There you go. It all the way. I don't, think the, I don't think the Yankees have the depth as far as the pitching is concerned to make a run at the World Series with the way some of these other teams. The rotation, right the rotation scares yeah, the heck out of The rotation is, is not wow. to be. Wow. It's almost like, you know, because I try to say don't pick the Yankees. Because you ever go to one of these Facebook groups, these groups. I never understand why Facebook sports groups ask some dumb questions. Like, I have seen, if you go to a Mets group, and a Mets put up a thing, and someone puts up in the group, who you got, DeGrom or Cole? Who do you think everyone in the Met group is going to pick? DeGrom. Just like I've gone in the Yankee group and said, but you know what I see do when I see threads like that? I go into the group and I say, the hell is the point of this post? I've seen them do it in the Yankee group the other day. I said, what Yankee fan is going to say DeGrom? What is the point of this post? Like, Don't post comparisons between Yankee players and anyone. Because you could put up a post in the Yankee or a Met board and say Gardner or Trout, and they'll pick Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, and they'll give you a dozen reasons why it would be Gardner instead of Trout. Oh, he's got leadership and yeah. he's a stud and who gives a fiery and he dives for the ball. In the outfield. <laughs> terrible, terrible. All right, so like we did with that, because we got 20 minutes down the stretch here, starting with the NL West. I need to know who you have winning it, and I need to know if you have a wild card team coming out of there so I can write it down. Matt, who's winning it, first of all, and do you have a wild card team from there, from the West? Is that me? I lost you for a second there, Jim. Who do you have? Do you have a wild card team coming out of the West, Matt? A wild card team coming out of the NL West? No, absolutely not. Okay, so then who do you have winning it? The Dodgers. Dodgers, tell 38 me. games. 38 games. They have an over-under of it's the highest in the league, 38 games. So you would tie. I don't think you win that bet. I would tie? I wouldn't win? I'd get a no, little push. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no um, I like the Dodgers a lot, man. They they just – they're loaded. You know it. You know they're the most, one of the most talented teams in baseball. Clayton Kershaw, you know what he can do. That guy is the butt-naked truth. Mm. Um. Outside of that, man, Bellinger, all-star guy. That guy's a, a stud. He's always going to be a great straight stud, you know. So they won 106 games last year. They're not going to – they're not going to – they didn't really lose much. They only got better. So I don't see – who is it? It's uh, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Urias. Alex uh, Wood. Alex Nick. Wood. They're you know? loaded. Loaded, man. Like, like, come on. Like, they're loaded at pit for their starting pitching lineup. So, the Dodgers are going to be the team to beat in the NL uh, in that in that division, the NL West. Mac, do you have a wild card team coming from the West? 
Yeah, believe it or not, I think this, one of the surprise teams this year in the National League is going to be the Padres. I think that they, uh, they're they infield led by uh, Manny Machado. Uh, they look good. The outfield with uh, with uh, Oliveras has, you know, has become a, uh, a favorite out there. They have a good rotation um, with Paddock and, and Lamette, and their bullpen is very, very deep. So I think they're going to shock some people this year and grab a wild card. All right, then I'll give a – you know, I have the – Padres also going to the playoffs as a wild card team. So we're the same on that. And I assume like me, you have the Dodgers. So I'll just do a quick review of the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the best roster on paper in the league. If the Dodgers don't win anything short of the world series for the Dodgers is a disappointment. I mean, when you have an outfield, that's Mookie Betts, MVP, Clay Bellinger, AJ Pollock, Jock Peterson, your infield is Justin Turner, who all he does is hit 300. Corey Seager, Gavin Lux, who's the best hitting prospect in baseball coming into this year. Mac Muncy, Will Smith, the catcher, and a rotation of Kershaw, Bueller, and Urias, and a bullpen of Jansen, Baez, Charian, who were all studs last year. Not only do I think the Dodgers are going to win the division, I think the Dodgers are going to go 50 and 10. They're wow. good. They're going to have the best record in baseball. I assume you have the Dodgers too, Mac. That's why I just decided yeah. for them. So you and I have two playoff teams already coming out of the West. Let's go over to the Central. Matt, do you have a wild card team coming out of the Central? No. I don't okay. have a wild card team. Well, no, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The St. Louis, Louis Cardinals are my wild card team coming out of the Central. Excuse me. The St. Uh, Louis Cardinals. No pair. And who do you have winning the division? Cincinnati Reds for sure. Oh, Cincy, I like it. I like when people go outside the box. That's my that's my jam. All right, tell me about the Reds. I like when people go out of the box. Man, listen, I, I we saw them last year come out here and really light it up. Um, Jesse Winkler has his um, what is it? Intentional talk issue that he likes to go on about. They're going on in in Cincinnati about all this news with him running his mouth about the team. I don't know what the issue is going to be there. What I'm concerned about with like, I don't I really don't I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati. Um, as far as their pitching is concerned, who are they working with? Trevor Bauer, of course. You know, you can really got Mike Mike Mustakis on third base. Um, Castillo is pitching for them. Michael Lorenzen, you know, we know about his his links to the late greats with the Yankees and stuff like that. They got Sonny Gray up there. I don't know what he's gonna do. Um, but I like that, man. Joukowsky in center field, Shebler, Galvis at shortstop. You know, they've got the pieces. They're, they don't have too much competition in that in that division. Well, I didn't I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs, but they do have some talent. You talked about Bauer. They have their their ace is Luis Castillo. He's better than Bauer. Sonny Gray had a really good year last year. For the minute he got out of New York, he went he exploded. Uh, Joey Votto, solid. Mike Moustakis is actually going to be starting at second base. They got Freddie Galvis at short. Eddie Suarez is starting at third. They picked up Nick Castellanos, who does nothing but hit bombs to play in right mm-hmm. field. Their new starting center fielder is Akiyama, who came over from Japan. And they got Jesse Winkler in left. They can hit. They're improved in the starting rotation. And if Iglesias, Garrett, and Lorenzen with, and hold up in the pen with Stevenson and Pedro Stroop rebounds after losing the closing job with the Cubs last year, if he comes back strong, Cincinnati could be strong. 
I don't personally have him in the playoffs only because I need to use my other wild card spot in the NL East, but I could see where you're coming from. So you have St. Louis at City Mac. Who's winning the cent? Do you have a wild card team in the Central Mac? No, no, I don't. Who's winning the division? I'm with Matt. I think Cincy does it. I mean, uh, they just they look like the best overall team uh, in that league with with pitching, hitting. Their bullpen is solid. I mean, their rotation could be one of the best young rotations in the league. I mean, so I really think Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know if it's a shock or not, but I really think they win the Central. All right, this is. This was tough for me because I knew that whoever I didn't pick wasn't going to go to the playoffs, and I was on the fence between the Cubs, the Reds, the Cubs, the Reds, the Cubs, the Reds. I'm still on the fence. I don't even feel comfortable about this pick. I I, I feel like I should take the Reds. I don't even really know who I want to take. I couldn't decide all day yesterday. Reds, Cubs, Reds, Cubs. So I'm going to ride the wave. Matt made my decision for me because I, I didn't I didn't even have a decision up to right now because I didn't know who to take. I'm going to go with the Reds because I mean he made me he made me look at the Reds roster and now I'm like oh you know what actually it's really good so you know I'm gonna go with the Reds I mean I know the Cubs have Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, Schwarber the, the Cubs can hit I mean I'm just telling you the Cubs can hit but I'm not sold on you Darvish or John Lester anymore Kyle Hendricks is good but that's about it Craig Kimbrell gives me nightmares in the playoffs I still don't know how Boston held on to win that World Series when he was walking everybody in their right mind and didn't get people out till the bases were loaded I'll go with the Reds too so we'll call it a clean we'll call it a clean sweep um, I think Luis Castillo is going to after this year is going to be known as one of the best pitchers in baseball for the Reds look out for Luis Castillo um, so right now, Mac and I have three playoff teams each, one wild card, and you have three playoffs. So that means we're going to the NL East. That means everybody's going to have a division winner and a wild card, but we're going to spend the last 15 minutes breaking down the division. Mac, we'll start with you. Who's finishing in last place in the NL East? I'm taking the Marlins. Um, they're, uh, they're a young team. The rotation is okay. But their bullpen is just wide open. I mean, uh, catchers Murphy, um, you know, the off, they're just very young. That's the only reason why I have them uh, in last this, this year. I, I think they got a lot of potential. But um, again, another team that has no solid locks is all still up in the air. They still got decisions to make. It's a short season, and that's going to hurt any team that's not organized right now. So I, I think the Marlins. Uh, infield is young and good. The offense, uh, the outfield is very young. Uh, the rotation is okay, uh, led by Gonzalez, but the bullpen is is just uh, in wide open right now. So. Who you got, Matt? The Marlins also? Yeah, Marlins also. I mean, their only bright spot is Francisco Cervelli, in my opinion. Maybe, um, maybe Isan Diaz. Cervelli uh, is not even going to start. That's well. That's just it. I think who they got? Uh, Chad Wallach. Gonna name? No, or Alfaro's their top. Catching prospect. Really? I oh, man, see you just go show how much I pay attention to them. Uh, I just pays attention see, to yeah, I just don't see uh I don't see any kind of movement since Jeter took over down there and I don't see any kind of progress for this team at all. Uh Jose yeah. Urena is a good a really, really good starter. I hate to see him waste his uh, career down there in Miami like that. Um, Jordan Yamamoto is a pretty young guy. He's going to come here. He's 25 years old. I'm going to tell you the name to watch out for in Miami, a starting pitcher. Sandy Alcantara. Has I heard he was good. very good. He has yeah. the goods. Keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah. But everything yeah. he said is on the head. The rotation is young and unproven. Uh, 
the hitting. Because right, remember Al- Alcantara's first start last year, he went 12 innings, a lot of 11 hits. He got rocked 10 runs. Yeah, but he's got the goods. He finished the season really strong. They picked up Jonathan Villar to play center field. He's the only guy Baltimore had that had talent, and they traded him to Miami. So they picked up Villar. Uh, they got Corey Dickinson in left. They can hit better than they could last year. The problem with the Marlins is they're in the division that most people consider the best division in baseball this year. So that's going to be hard for them to win games when you have to play the Mets, Nationals, Philly, and Braves 40 games. That's going to be tough. And, in fact, the winner of the division, the East, might be the team who does the best against the Marlins. You know, you have someone go eight and two and someone five and five. Yeah. So, um, so, so we all have them across the board in last place. In fourth place, I'll start off on this. I put the Nationals in fourth place, the defending champions. I mean, I know people are going to say, well, they have arguably the best top three rotation in baseball. And that's true. They have Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, who is as good as anybody else in the division. I mean, as good as anyone else in the league, top three. But here's the thing. Scherzer was great last year, but a little bit down. Is he on the downswing now? You know what I mean? I mean, he is turning. He's in the back half of the 30s now. Is he falling off a little bit? Stroudsburg is good. Corbin is good. I get it. But I don't know if they have enough hitting. I mean, they lost Rendon. They're going to be putting extra pressure on Juan Soto extra pressure on Trey Turner, but outside of those guys, what do they have? I mean, they picked up Eric Thames, but he strikes out a lot. He's basically one of those. I hit a home runner. I make out guy. Jan Gomes is in Carter Keyboom. We don't know how he's going to do Starling Castro basically played himself out of Miami. And now they got to hope that he gets back to what he used to be. Victor Robles is a stud outfielder, but can he hit? Uh, a lot of question marks, and and the, the Nationals have the biggest, the same issue they had last year. What's their bullpen going to be like? Will Harris came over, but that's about it. I mean, you're looking at recycling Hudson. Is Hudson, you know, with relief pitchers, one year they're good, one year they're not, especially when they're not superstar relief pitchers. So I had Washington in fourth. Mac, who you got in fourth? This may surprise a lot of people. I got the Braves in fourth. There's all this talk about them, how great they're going to be. I'm telling you, I I just I think that they're young, uh, uh, they got potential. I mean, they got a couple of really good signings, but the rotation still needs a lot of work, man. I mean, you I don't care how great a team you have offensively, as we've seen with the Yankees and that. If that rotation isn't up to par, and with the Phillies there, the Mets there, and the Nationals there, it has a lot to do with the division. The Braves might uh, they might be able to win a couple divisions in the AL or that, but this division is so competitive. They're very know, suspect after Soraka in the start. And I, I know Matt even laughed about this, but I'm telling you that all this uh, buildup about the Braves, how they're going to win the East, I just don't I just don't believe it yet. I, this division is way too strong. I I don't think they'll have. I, they may not even have a losing record. So, I mean, I don't I, – I just – that's where I have him right this year. So, there you go. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Matt, Matt, who do you have in fourth place? Fourth place in the NL East, I've got the Philadelphia Phillies right ahead of Miami, right under our third-place team. And the reason I say that – Phillies, what do you not like to have them in fourth place? Well – I was actually tossing them and the Mets back and forth for fourth place, right? But I look at the Phillies, and 
I, I'm still, I still kind of regret not putting them ahead of the Mets because, you know, you look at Rio Muto, you look at Bethancourt, you look at Marshan, like these guys are studs. Like they've got some stud. Colby Fitch can play. They got Didi Gregorius now from the Yankees. Unfortunately, we couldn't bring Didi back. Um, so I, I do like their team. It's not that I don't like things about them. What I, what I don't like, if you want to talk, is their starters. You know, Jake Arrieta, you know, he's up there. He's 35 years old now. Man. Come on. That's, that's not your starting pitcher. He's not or even a reliever anymore. Zach Wheeler's really good. And uh, Aaron Nola's really good. But outside of go. those guys, outside of Nola and Wheeler, they don't really have anything going for them. They're relievers. You're looking at uh, Trevor Kelly, um, Lovera, and McLean, I think. Uh, they just don't have anything that's going to be able to rock at the top side of that of that division. They need to try and trade uh, Real Muto. To put them in fourth, somebody's got to finish in fourth. I can tell. Yeah, I don't. Just, I just think that's how it's going to fall out. With the, I think that's just the way it's going to fall down. So you could slide over and go right into three because I assume you have the Mets in three, which is you're the only person. So go ahead, give us your breakdown on the on why the Mets are not going to the playoffs in your mind. Well, I just think with all the disarray with that team, and I just don't – I mean, I don't even believe the Mets might not be the third best team in that division. They were. I was being generous to them, you know, because there's really nothing to indicate that they're better than Atlanta or Washington at that point. And but maybe even fact, they had the best record in baseball in the second half last year, and the entire team's back. I mean, that counts for what – at what point? Yeah, they made a little run push at the end, man, but we know right. that they can't – It's over have, five and they have they blew game after game after game after game and I, and there's nothing to show that that's going to change. So you're not it's basically the bullpen's fixed is the basically the that's that's really that's really what it boils down to for them at the end of the day is their bullpen is not fixed. All right, you're going to swing your bat. There's no what are you, you going to tell me that you're for sure for sure going to get all the production you got last year out of a guy like Pete Alonso? Maybe he's the type of guy that can do it every year. You know. <laughs> Wilson Ramos, is he going to turn it up? Or Ahmed Rosario, are these guys going to show up and perform? Because remember, with the Mets, the thing about it is, if one guy goes down, they're done for. They have no depth whatsoever. They don't have anybody to bring up. They don't have anything like that. So, no, I don't think they're even going to be in the playoffs next year. All right, Matt. Who, Mac. Yeah, Matt. Mac. Mac, who do you have in third place? I've got the Phillies uh, ahead of the Braves. I I I like their offense. Uh, they got a strong infield. Their offense with Harper, uh, the corners they have a question with. Uh, the rotation is solid with Noah and Wheeler. Uh, the bullpen has a little, uh, a little ifs in there and a little question marks. But I'll take a good starting rotation over uh, uh, a iffy starting rotation. So I have the Phillies edging out the Braves very close, but I think they'll finish in third this year. I took the Phillies in third. Also, Aaron Nola is a stud. Wheeler's really good. Um, Hoskins, Real Muto can hit. Harper can hit. McCutcheon is kind of on the downside. I like DD, but I got to see. He didn't put up the Yankee-type numbers. I got to see that. Not sold on their center field, second base, or third baseman, Segura, Kingery, or Halsey in center. I'm with you. I got him in third place. Uh, that leads us to our top two now. According to – we all have a wild card team coming out of the East, obviously. Um, Mac, who's your wild card team? Uh, I, I think it's the Mets. I mean, I agree. They got a they got a, a, a one of the one of the top five six rotations in the league. I think their bullpen was 
terrible last year. Um, the year before, those relief pitchers were, were studs. Uh, they got a great infield. Uh, they're all solid offense. Uh, so I, I think um, the only problem that I see with the Mets is something like every team. Something happens to one of their starting rotation. And if that bullpen, if that bullpen doesn't get it together, you may drop further down. But I think I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying that the Mets bullpen uh, will be better this year. And that'll give them uh, the wild card this year. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I have them in second. I'm not going to really add anything to it because I've, obviously I talk about the Mets quite a bit on the show because it's a New York show, so everybody knows what I think of the team. I have them in second taking the wild card also. So we'll just go to Matt. Who's your wild card team? Uh, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves as well. Okay, so, uh, you're, so give us a little rundown after Soraka about the Braves. Um, well, you got Fulty down there. The Braves have a – Good, good little rotation that came along last year, and the relievers were pretty good. So you want to look at um, – after, after you got Felix Hernandez out there, but I don't know if he's ready. I don't even know if he's going to be able to play or if he's eligible at this point. You got Kyle Wright and uh, Mike Fulton. He's sitting out. COVID-19 is so not going to play. Mike, Mike uh, fulton Newix. They call him Fulty. Yeah, Fulty. Yeah. Yes, Fulty. He's uh, so with him, Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, and Soroka. Soroka's a stud. He's going to give you everything you need all year long. And then they got Sean Newcomb, who's a left hand, a lefty, and Max Fried, another lefty who can, and he can really sling the ball. He's 27 years old. He's really coming into himself. ERA was a little high last year, but you know he had a little rough. He didn't play much. So the Braves are definitely my my. I was actually going to have them as the division winner, but I had to keep it moving. All right, so we only got three minutes here. So just give me division winner, which is your obviously your final playoff team, and really quick a win total. Matt, division winner. Washington, 33 wins. 33. Matt, with division winner. National, 38 games. Wait, do I have Nationals? Nationals. I put the I got the Braves winning the division with 36. So because I think that division is gonna be very tight. I think you're gonna be like 36, 35, 33, 32. In fact, I have four teams finishing 500 or better in that division. Braves got the bats, man. So Braves got the bats. Freeman might miss opening day, so maybe that'll make it easier on the Mets to take care of the the Braves. So he was at BP yesterday. He was there's a video of him batting practice yesterday, so he will probably be there. All right, so you guys had I had the White Sox, uh, Mac had the Twins, and you had the Astros. Who are they facing in the World Series, Mac? Who is who is facing the Twins in the World Series? Uh, I, I I don't want to go with the I don't want to go with the I don't want to go with the Dodgers because everybody's picking the Dodgers. I want to give it to a to a team that I think uh, has a real good shot, and uh, I'm surprised everybody can take the Reds. Okay, and who wins that series? Minnesota or the Reds? Who's the champ? I have to go with Minnesota. All right. Matt, you had Houston. Who are they playing? Houston's going to probably play the Twins. They can't play the Twins. They're both. Oh, in- I thought we were talking about. Oh, who are they going to play in the World Series? Who's coming out of the NL? Oh, in the World Series out of the NL is definitely going to be the Dodgers. Okay. I, mean, I hate to take the easy chalk pick, but it's definitely going to be the Dodgers. And who's winning the World Series? Dodgers. The Dodgers. Okay. I am with him. I'm taking the White Sox versus the Dodgers, and the Dodgers finally get that World Series after being so good, so good this year. So long. They finally, you know, win 119 games, 116 games, 111 games. They finally, 
They finally cross over and take home the trophy, and then Mookie Betts becomes a Met in the if world. You want my, if you want my actual breakdown, I've got the Dodgers and Nationals playing for the league championship and the Yankees and Astros playing, and I have the Dodgers and Yankees playing for the title. But you That's said that. My, I'm just talking about my – uh, Homerish using the Yankees could, as the best team be in baseball. If you go off of the experts, that I think the Yankees are the best team the in baseball. Than the Dodgers. That's who what do I know? You, you could be right. You could hit it on the head. I mean, it could very well be. If 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 the if the, the over under prognosticators are correct, they have the Yankees and the Dodgers, which it could be. To me, I it's like I said, it's, and we're about done at a time. It all comes down to if the Yankees stay healthy. If Garrett Cole is full season, you know, is Garrett Cole going to play? But we're done. Reds upset the Dodgers are in the series, baby. We're back tomorrow with football. We have our next four picks in our countdown, which they don't know who the next four is. Well, they wrote. They don't. That's right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Next four picks on who is going to be going to our – we're going through 28 through 25. Are the Giants in there? Are the Jets in there? I don't know. We'll find out. Stay tuned, baby. Enjoy your Saturday, people. Be like and share. Like and share. Have fun. Yes, sir. Take it easy, guys. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.